Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and it is so great to have you here with us on this Friday. What an amazing show of Locked On Blue Devils we've got planned for you today. As ACC tip-off has come and gone, we're now 24 days away from the start of the Duke men's basketball season. That's so exciting. John Shire, Jeremy Roach, Jacob Grandison met with the media at ACC tip-off, and we're going to talk about all of that coming up on today's show. Locked On Blue Devils is a daily podcast that talks about everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Of course, tomorrow we've got that big-time football game against North Carolina. Mike Elko has a chance to beat the Tar Heels for the first time in his Duke coaching career. We talk about that. We talk basketball. We talk everything here on Locked On Blue Devils. So if you haven't subscribed already to wherever you get your podcasts, please take the time to do that for us. Your support means the absolute world here at Locked On Blue Devils. This episode of the show is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between Duke and North Carolina right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Make sure you try it today. All right, on today's show, I've got my buddy Dustin Chu from the Devil's Dead podcast here with me. We're talking about everything that there is to know from ACC tip-off. Dustin, my friend, the time is greatly appreciated. And uh, what an opportunity you had earlier this week to go to ACC tip-off. I'm sure that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, uh, Josh Smith and I went, and it was our first experience doing it. Um, obviously, we're not journalists. We're, we're not writing articles and such. Uh, we just do a, our own little piddly podcast, but uh, we were fortunate enough to get a media credential and get to go and see what all the hoopla is about, and we just had an amazing experience, to be honest with you. 24 days until the start of the Duke men's basketball season. And now that you can say you went to the unofficial tip-off, that's what they've always deemed those media day festivities. You know basketball is right around the corner. Does it truly feel to you like we're right around the corner from the start of a new season? Yeah, you know, countdown to craziness is next week, uh, I believe next Friday. So um, countdown's coming up. And then a couple days after that, we'll get into the exhibition. uh, Right games and and the secret scrimmage with Houston's coming up so yeah just looking forward to to hearing and, and getting to see a little bit of the guys what were your biggest uh, observations going through ACC tip-off for the first time not from the Duke perspective but just Dustin Shue looking back on okay this was my day at ACC tip-off what impressed you what stood out to you I mean obviously these guys uh have been doing it for a long time and it's just a well-oiled machine how <laughs> the the guys are coming you know they've got stations they're doing media radio they're doing ACC network ESPN whatever it is and then and then obviously they go into the to the main ballroom for your uh official press conference I guess and then uh after that they break out into the the breakouts so one-on-one kind of sessions but just how it just kind of seamlessly moves uh all, all afternoon was pretty impressive it is impressive. I mean, and, and for so many teams to be there, for representatives from each team uh, to be there and to take center stage, like you're saying, you've got your print and traditional media that wants opportunities. TV cameras galore. Every television affiliate throughout the Atlantic Coast is there at the festivities. And so uh, we got to see John Shire there for the first time. That was the biggest thing uh, I would imagine from everybody that had been in attendance 
for a number of years, right? This was year one for you at ACC tip-off, much like it was year one for John Shire to be at ACC tip-off as the head coach. For folks that have been there forever, right, for, for Jay Billis, who's been covering the event for a number of years for ESPN, for some of those other longstanding media members, to not see Mike Krzyzewski walk out to introduce a new season of Duke men's basketball. That's another, like, one of those firsts that it's like, yeah, this is happening. Coach K is no longer the head coach of Duke men's basketball, Dustin. Yeah, you know, it was uh, last year, no Roy Williams for the first time in 15 years, and then <laughs> this year, uh, no Coach K. So you're right, somebody mentioned it in there, uh, how it's kind of a, a little bit different uh, aura around it. But um, I'll tell you what, John, uh, I've went back and watched the uh, the, the TV recap uh, of ACC Media Day, and John knocked it out of the park. He's He's great with the media. He's just a personable guy, really approachable, at least right now, really approachable. Like I told you off air, he uh, he shook my hand initially. Um, you know, I was talking to the the SID, kind of introducing myself, and John come right up and stuck his hand out and, you know, didn't want to fanboy it, but, hey, you know, Dustin Shue, devil's den, so nice to meet you. So it was, it was a really great experience from that point on. That's awesome. And I, I talked about this a little bit on Wednesday's show. In addition to John Shire, Two student-athletes from every single team are required to go to ACC tip-off. And so uh, Duke, of course, sent their lone team captain in Jeremy Roach. And then Jacob Grandison, the transfer from Illinois, uh, was also in attendance. Let's talk with Jeremy Roach first. Not about anything that he had to say or anything like that, but just Dustin that he was asked to go represent the squad. Yeah, you know, I think it's big. Um, he's obviously... I think he realizes this is his year to to kind of step up and be the leader. He is that that veteran presence that's played the most minutes for us so far, um, and he and he realizes that he he that came through in some of the the answers that he gave to the questions that Quinn Cook uh, personally had you know talked to him at K Academy like, hey, this is your this is your year to lead the guys. So uh, I think he's well aware of it. He's also aware that there's going to be some chatter and criticisms, and he's going to have to kind of brush that off and just you know, stick with the, the the plan for the long haul. And he's going to do just that. Like, we have full confidence that, that Jeremy Roach is going to be able to do that. Jacob Grandison also selected to be a representative for Duke men's basketball. Talk to me about that decision. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's kind of a, a, a weird situation. We're always young, but this this team's not only young, but it also has just 11 fresh faces. There's 11 new guys, uh, even walk-ons that we don't have coming back. So just the the plain fact that we had to send two people and one of them's a, a player we've never even seen play in a Duke uniform yet. What do you think that says about Jacob Grandison that he was selected to be there? Yeah, definitely. I think that that shows, you know, A, he's, he's probably really uh, got a good personality to, to speak with the media, maybe better than some of the other guys, but also maybe just the fact that he's shown that kind of leadership in practice and uh, that he can, you know, get on the teammates and, and hold them accountable and responsible and um, show these freshmen, you know, what, what it's like to play in the ACC and Division One basketball. Yeah, no, I can't wait to see what his play on the floor looks like. And obviously those guys fielded a variety of different questions. I'm sure the players were asked a number of different times what it's like to have so many guys coming together and playing ball for the first time with all the newcomers. And we'll get more specifically into them collectively coming together. But from Roach or Grandison in particular, was there anything they said uh, that you found interesting? You know, one thing that somebody brought up is how last year uh, it, it was made a big deal. This is Kay's last game against Carolina, Kay's last whatever, whatever. 
um, and how they had to kind of block that out. And then he posed the question, is this year going to be the same, but it's John's first, right? So um, they're going to have to deal with a little bit of that. I don't think the weight is as much as the K's last uh, was last year, but um, I think they definitely feel a little bit of pressure. They want to do well for John. I think they believe in John and uh, they want him to be successful and they want to have a great year this year. We'll talk about more of the narratives, more of the talking points from ACC tip-off after our first time out here on Locked On Blue Devils. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up the college football season. Underdog Fantasy is very easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just Duke football, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy ways to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game sign up with the promo code locked on that's one word l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 if you deposit 100 you'll get 100 free go to underdog.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store slash google play store that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n one word Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Dustin Shu, one of the co-hosts for the Devils Den podcast. And Dustin talking about the Duke men's basketball team at ACC tip-off earlier in the week. Everyone wants to talk about the number of newcomers to the Duke team, right? Eleven new players are going to factor into Duke men's basketball this season. Jeremy Roach comes back as your captain, as your point guard who played tons of minutes. And then Jalen Blakes is back going into his sophomore season as well. I mean, we've talked a good bit about the newcomers, but now we got to hear Coach Shire and the players talk about that specifically themselves. What was what did they say about the fact that there were so many newcomers? You know, it's just been uh I guess for one, it was it was tough getting started because Proctor wasn't here for a couple months. So once they got him back together, they just needed to get, you know, everybody on the same floor and start just kind of seeing what pieces fit together. Um, it is going to be a challenge for John. He's got a lot of players that I think can contribute minutes. Um, so he's going to have to strike that balance and and kind of keep everybody happy and keep everybody in, engaged and involved because you never know. Uh, when an injury can strike or whatever, and you're you're the next man up, so everybody has to be engaged. Um, I think he wants that to start out, and then you know, by January, do we have the Coach K kind of down to seven man rotation? Maybe. Um, that's still you know right now. John's saying the right things. I don't think he wants to discourage anyone from trying to fight for playing time. So. Yeah, no, I, I think anytime you've got a lot of newcomers, the way to kind of combat that and the beauty of college basketball or just basketball in general, is you can um, play pickup, right? Like these guys have been able to play pickup all summer long, whether the right. coaches are there watching them or not. And as simple as that sounds, Dustin, like just getting out there and playing hoops with your teammates, even if it's against your own squad, that's going to help you build that chemistry as the season nears. Yeah, and you, you just get familiar with each other. Um learn your each other's habits, uh, where a guy likes to get the ball at. Um, I know Jaden Shute had mentioned that he has to kind of always keep his eye on, on Proctor because Proctor will hit him with a pass from across court, even if he was looking into the stands. He's like, you always have to be ready to catch the ball and shoot it when Proctor has the ball, which I enjoyed hearing. 
Yeah, no, because that guy can make passes all over the floor, and we're going to really enjoy watching him play. And then um, just the conditioning level that goes into, hey, let's play pickup games, let's get up, let's run a little bit. Uh, the competitive spirit that can be developed throughout those epic matchups. Like, at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. Five on five, like none of that is going to change just because you've got all these newcomers coming together to play the sport. Uh, but it is just this big talking point that we've got for Duke going into the season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. And obviously with a new coach, you know, is he going to run a deep, you know, deep rotation? Is it going to be shortened? Uh, how many minutes are we going to be giving these freshmen uh, compared to how many are we going to, we have some veterans that I think, I think Ryan can contribute a good, a good bit. Um, John did mention he didn't know about, uh, about Max and, and kill catchings, how much play in time they'll get, but they've been invaluable in practice sessions so far. Um, and one thing I did want to tell you, JJ, I did ask John a question about your boy, Jaden shoot. Um, <laughs> I asked John if when he recruited him, if he saw a little bit of himself in Jaden, um, because they're both, you know, gunslingers. Um, and John was, was for the first time ever that I've heard him really humble and graciously said that, uh, he believed that Jaden was a better shooter than him. I don't know if he deep down thinks that, but <laughs> to say that, uh, it's, it bodes well for Jaden. He did mention Jaden can jump a little higher, which I do agree on that point. That's yeah. probably uh, a no brainer there. I am still uh, piloting or, or conducting the, the Jaden shoot hype train, and I'm going to continue to do that. So I certainly I, I'm slowly catching. I'm slowly going to get on board. You need to. You need I, to. I've, I've, the clips I've seen, I'm like, this kid, he doesn't hold it long. He, gets he hasn't it. missed. He, yeah. He hasn't missed, you know. Yeah. All these clips, that's, that's what I keep telling people. The clips they release, if uh, people watching us on YouTube today or listening to the podcast – in the comments below, I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. If you can send me a timestamp and a direct link to Jaden Shoot missing a shot, <laughs> I would love to see it because there's not one out there on the internet. So uh, Josh Cox went to the practice uh, that they had available when they partnered with Duke Children's sure. a few weeks ago. He's well aware of where I stand on the Jaden Shoot hype train. Sent me a video from practice of Jaden Shoot. And the only shot that he attempted in the video I got was a make. So there's just not video evidence out there that this guy misses. Hey, Marshall Plumley's one for one. You know, <laughs> yeah. this guy can be we don't know yet. Yeah, the, the day he finally does miss a shot is gonna be very humbling for me. Uh, I might <laughs> I may or may not shed a tear when that takes place. But no, the athleticism, that's awesome because we've seen the guy dunk several yeah. times yeah. in his highlights and that sort of thing. Never really saw that from John Shire. John was more of a rim grazer if he wasn't going right. to put one down. That's right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fired up about the versatility of what this Duke basketball team can be uh, this upcoming season, all the lineup variations that could be had and that sort of thing. And I think that's something that we can wrap up our show today, uh, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Make sure you get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On, like myself, take you across the conference in 30 minutes. We had a lot of fun previewing the Duke and North Carolina football game coming up tomorrow. What a big-time matchup that's going to be between Mike Elko, the head coach of your Duke Blue Devils, and Mac Brown, the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Clemson back in action this weekend as well. They've got a big game taking on Florida State. So a lot of big action. You need to make sure that you make Locked on ACC your second listen of the day.
Final few moments here of today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Dustin Chu uh, reviewing ACC tip-off. A lot of people have questions about the versatility of the Stuke basketball team. Lineup variations that could be out there. What did you learn? What did you hear uh, from both Shire and the players as well, Dustin? Yeah, I think they all kind of hit the same things. It's a very versatile group. They can play big. They can play small. Uh, you can have a big lineup where you're rolling Lively, Flip, Mitchell, uh, Whitehead, Proctor out. You know, that's that's six four, six five, and up uh, with a couple seven-footers on the on the back line. Um, and you can play small as well where you may have Mitchell play in the five um, and, and, and Dariq at the four, you know. So there's, there's a lot that they can do. They can play – like I said, play small, play big, play fast, can slow it down. But I think generally uh, from from John's comments, that they want to play fast. They want to get up and down. Uh, he did mention how Derek, uh, how well he runs the floor. And, you know, when you have a big man like that that can run the floor, you can get a lot of easy baskets. Think like, and I hate to say it, Tyler Zeller was really great at this. Right. You know, just as soon as the shot goes up, if he knows his guy's got it, take off. You got an easy, you know, lob pass ahead for a dunk and a lot of easy baskets that way. I think Lively will get a get a good number of those. Yeah, rim running is so important and and for Lively to be great at that from what we've heard in practice is is outstanding. And uh, that's the big question that so many people have is how do you fit all these bigs together, right? And then on top of that, Ryan Young, like we said a little bit earlier in our conversation today, Dustin, he wants to see the floor a little bit. He's this different, bigger body dynamic that your offense and defense can utilize in spurts. But then, okay, we're talking about Derek Lively and Flip and Mark Mitchell and, and Ryan Young. What's the problem, Dustin? Well, the problem is we also have a ton of guards, and they want to be factored in as well. Like, it, it's just tough because at the end of the day, like we said, when you simplify basketball, it's five on five. Only five guys get to be out there on the floor, and there's only one ball to share. Well, that that's where Captain Roach is going to come in. Yeah. You know, uh, that's his job. I, that's right. I, I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, and if he doesn't, Proctor will. And from everything I've heard, that's probably a good thing. They say he takes care of the ball for the most part, uh, but sees the ball, the floor really well. You know, he's he's got that FIBA game, so he's he's not looking at the guy right beside him. You might look at a skip pass a lot more. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be their job to to kind of keep everybody happy and get everybody the the ball in their spots. Um, but going back to the the big guys, I mean, you you got Lively that you can use a defensive anchor and catching lobs, um, and then Ryan Young's going to be a little bit more playing below the rim, but he's got incredible footwork and touch around the basket. So we've got a lot of different variations that we can throw at people. I'm going to be so tempted to call him Captain Roach and only Captain Roach from Captain here Roach. on out. That's great. Captain Roach. That's amazing. <laughs> That's your job as a point guard is to get us in the right spots. You're also the team captain, and Captain Roach just sounds awesome. I'm definitely he, gonna have to do he's that. He's the extension of the head coach on the floor, you right? Know, so, um, uh, well, I'm looking forward to what Jeremy definitely finished the year off with the bang. He had a great run in the Final Four, and I think he's gonna um, kind of piggyback off of that and propel himself into a to a big year for us. Dustin, what did we find out about Derek Whitehead at ACC tip off? What did we find out? John did say that it's coming along very well, and that he, you know, he thinks he'd be ready for for the start of the season. Now, whether or not that they, you know, actually when that time rolls around, if they, they run him out, I'm not sure they, they might be a little bit more cautious. Um, but I think he's, he's getting ready to play. It sounds great. Like everything's going well. 
I can't wait to see him back on the floor and, and to see what he looks like in that Duke uniform because we have so many of these opinions of these newcomers, and yet we've never seen them play a game in the Duke jersey to truly get a picture in our head of what these guys look like, their strengths, weaknesses, and that sort of thing. So 24 days away, man, we'll get to see it very soon. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And and before we get out of here, I did want to say shout out to Mike Bray. We met Mike Bray outside the the hotel and he just chatted with us like we were like best friends for That's like 15 awesome. minutes. <laughs> um, just a really cool dude. So shouts, Coach Bray. Uh, wish you good luck at, at, in every game except for the ones you play the Blue Devils. He's he's way too forgotten about in the grand scheme he's of the brotherhood. Coach. He's way too forgotten about. And I'm like, Duke fans, what are we doing? Well, as a, you know, I was a Duke fan. I was a kid, you know, when he was on the sidelines for us, but he was Mr. Final Four with us. He, right. He was uh, six of the eight seasons that he was on the sidelines with us. We went to a Final Four. And that was in the seven of nine year span that we did the final. We got spoiled when Mike Bray was around. That's basically what happened. Yes. Yeah. No, we definitely did. Fortunately, I wasn't in the world just yet when all that spoiling was taking place. I was right there at the finish of this big run. Uh, but okay. uh, I could definitely tell the, the Duke perspective of how you would have been spoiled for a run like that. And uh, look, we're, we're fresh off of a Final Four trip. Uh, had a big run last season. We mentioned the secret scrimmage coming up. Last year, we saw Villanova and Duke have the secret scrimmage before the start of the year. Both teams ended up in the Final Four. Houston seems like a very popular Final Four pick this year, so I would love for the same thing. I like where you're going with that, JJ. I like where you're going with that. I'm pretty good at connecting dots. That's Hey, (laughs) I I hadn't thought of it yet, but you're right. Um, We did see Villanova, and reports were that, you know, that we – I don't know if we necessarily won the game because they're playing, like – you know, situational things, but I know Paulo showed out. So uh, Houston's going to be a big test for us. They've got um, they've got some guys that can play. So uh, with a young team, I just hope that uh, that if anything, they learn from the experience uh, because November's rolling around and it's uh, it's about to get real. real anything quick. else from uh, anything else from ACC tip off or any big Duke basketball thoughts you want to hit on before we get out of here, Dustin? man? You know, just uh, everybody there was was so nice and so gracious. I, I chatted with Randolph Childress. You know, I had to mention <laughs> the the famous crossover of Jeff McGinnis when he waved him back up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, talk to him. Talk to Jay Billis, uh, Mike Bray, as I mentioned. Um, Bucky, Coach Bucky Waters was there, still getting around. I think Bucky said he was like eighty five or eighty six now. Ooh. Still getting out and, and making the round. So um just just really appreciative of everybody that was there. It was a, it was just a great time, great experience. And Brendan Marks, friend of the friend of the show here. Brendan uh, both kept us, shows, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Brendan kept us from looking like uh like rookies. You know, he pointed <laughs> us in the right direction and and had lunch with us and made us feel comfortable. So to shout out to Brendan as well. Let me put you on the spot. This is the last thing before we get out of here, Dustin. All right. I need to know what you think can happen in tomorrow's football game between Duke and North Carolina from inside Wallace Wade Stadium, 8 p.m. Eastern start, hopefully a lot of rowdy fans there to support this Duke defense going up against a sensational North Carolina passing offense. What are you thinking? You know, I I, I was in attendance for uh, Appalachian State Carolina game. Right. Carolina came to Boone uh, a couple months back or months back or so and put up 63 points. Um <laughs> And so tomorrow, you know, it's a big game. I think Mike Elko's done an amazing job so far with this Duke team uh, in his first year. And uh, look, all you can ask for is a chance to win. So just, you know, 
play as well as you can, and hopefully we're we're there at the end, and maybe a chance to sneak one out and and ring that bell and bring it back on our side. Yeah, we need that bell back. That's for sure. Hopefully, Riley Leonard and the boys can can get that done for us on Saturday. Always do appreciate the time, Dustin. You're one of the co-hosts for the Devil's Den podcast. You and Josh Smith and Raul Clement, you guys always have outstanding content there at the Devil's Den. Do me a favor. Tell me some of the podcasts that you've had out recently and what people can find there if they find your podcast feed. Yeah, so recently we, we've we done an interview with uh, Brennan Marks. We've had uh, assistant coach Jay Lucas on recently. Uh, we also kind of in the middle of the summer did our championship series. Um we're going to be putting out a little something on uh, on media day and a, and a CTC preview um, and then just kind of ramp it up and get ready to not do five shows a week. We, <laughs> I would die from that. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to at least try to put out one or two a week. Though, yeah. Uh, start Thank- ramping it up. Thanks for leaving that for me. I'll, I'll take yeah, down yeah, the, uh, the five-day week five a, five a week is all, all you, bro. I'm going to be out <laughs> golfing at least three of those days. Yeah. That's outstanding. Dustin, thank you for the time as always. We'll talk again soon. I appreciate it. That's my buddy Dustin Shue from the Devil's Den podcast joining us here on the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Such a great conversation. Go support what they've got going on over there. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to continue to get you set for that Duke and North Carolina matchup. And all next week, getting you set for Countdown to Craziness. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. Talk to you soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.